Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This is episode 187? 186. Oh, gosh, man. So close, man. Always. One so off. close. Uh, this week. We are talking about a multitude of things. There are. There's some very uh, topical things that we're going to talk about. Yeah. So uh, be prepared for that. Very prepared. Um, be prepared. What have, you, what have you been up to this week? <laughs> so uh, it was Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, we did uh, we, we did the whole Thanksgiving thing, you know, where you eat a lot of food, that sort of thing. But we yeah. also did some tabletop gaming, played some Carcassonne, Chris. Nice. Um, remember? You were there. Yeah. Yeah, I was there. You, uh, so I was kind of out of it. Dude. Yeah, you were pretty out of it by the end of the game, especially because it was. Uh, I, we were using like extra expansions. There was like I, I hadn't used these expansions before. One of the expansions before. Yeah. Um, and so we were using that one, and so there was a lot of extra pieces, that sort of thing yeah. too. So, um, I think it's a keeper though. I think yeah. that uh, that one was a fun one. Oh yeah, that was great. The vaulting into different castles. Yeah, you were able to uh, to basically steal points from each other. I wish so. A new way. Like I got you these for you. Earlier this year, right, and the place I bought them at only had like three of the. I think there's is there nine expansions. Either there's uh, six or seven. I can't remember oh, okay. how many. Like, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right. There's seven, and like the seventh one is the extra one. Right, but uh, yeah, there's one piece. There's one piece from a bonus eighth expansion in each box. So mm-hmm. you, yeah, there was a random piece in there where I was like, I pulled it out. I was like, this doesn't look familiar. It's got to be that piece. Remember there's eight, you know? and it's a ninth expansion. That might be true. That's that might be it. That's what it is. Uh, and so. Um, but like, so I've looked up some of those on, uh, Amazon and eBay since then, John, and some of them are going for like 200 bucks. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. No. Oh not man. I'm gonna have to find them, Chris. I'm gonna have to hunt them down <laughs> and find them. They were six bucks. I know. I got three I know they were six dollars. That's why I'm like, rats. I they wish were really they'd had good them. too. They might. Okay. So what, what, um, I don't know though, like, uh, Carcass on that game was sold from, uh, Rio Grande games to another publisher. When? Um, a f- like a year or two ago, something oh, like no. that, like two or three years ago. And so this is the new publisher. It's quote Z man games. I don't know what, where like they're they from. They published something else that I've played recently. I, they may have purchased more things from Rio Grande for some reason. Mm. Um, oh, or do you think they took the I don't know, maybe, but th- I mean, like, so what? What Rio Grande There's games new expansions for Bonanza used to do with That's these, why I'm asking. these small little mini expansions. What yeah. they used to do with those is they used to put out a number of them and then get like a pack together where it's like, oh, it's the uh, the princess and the dragon. So there was the princess expansion and the dragon expansion, right. and so they put them together and it's the princess and the dragon expansion. Mm-hmm. So maybe something like that will happen and you can like purchase them all together, all. Nine, nine or of them. Nine of them together. <laughs> um, be... <laughs> might be expensive. Yeah. But um, you think about what? Eight times six dollars. So I mean, like, you know. Well, nine if you get that extra one. Right, right. So let's do the True, math here. true. Um, but yeah, so like it might be it might be more expensive that way, it might be less expensive. Fifty to fifty four dollars. But I guess I guess the reason being they uh, they take them that way because like the risk involved in putting them out that way is low is lower, um, and so they go oh let's see which of these people like. And so that way we can figure out which ones we want to do a larger print of. So yeah, yeah. So hopefully that's what's going on. Hopefully I'm not gonna have to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars to get the rest of these expansions. But like you said, that's the way these things go. You only had three. You bought three. Yep. Well, the other th- the thing is like they were in a this box that looked like it 
had other ones in it at one point. Yeah. So I'm sure they had all of them at one point. Yeah. Just not anymore. Just, just not by the time you got there. Not by the time I got there. It was a Castle Perilous, is that right? Up Castle in uh, Perilous, Illinois, Southern Illinois. Yeah. Yep. I love yep. me a good tabletop game, Chris. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we did that um, over the weekend. After uh, after that, we did some some Black Friday shopping. Did you get any Black Friday deals with a Z? I got some movies. You got some movies? Yep. That's Chris. really it. So, I, so okay. So here's what happened. I remember walking up to you. You were in Best Buy, <laughs> and you had your arms full. And I'm not talking like, oh, he had like ten DVDs. No, it was like twenty Blu-rays. Yeah, stacked between your chin and your arms. Yeah, and uh, and I was like, you gonna buy all those? And you're like, maybe, so, probably. So the thing is, I uh, I became ill over Thanksgiving weekend. <laughs> And, and the sickness caused you to buy so many no, Blu-rays. Well, like, so, like taking into account how horrible I felt whenever we were heading home. Yeah. But by the time we were we were going to uh, Target, I felt awful, mm. and like I was just like I was wiped, like no energy, and I yeah. guarantee I was sick then. Yeah, I'm sure. And so like I like, and I remember not being like entirely clear-headed, and so I was just like, what am I even doing? Like. <laughs> I do. I have all this. I can't make and, any decisions. And so I like, must buy them well, I kept all. seeing things I wanted to buy, and like, so I grabbed all of it, and then I was like, okay, I'll, I'll weed it all out here in a second. Well, I mean, even if like, so how much money, quote unquote, did you save? Oh, like two hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. How much did you spend? Uh, about. 90 yeah so less so you saved a ton of money like yeah. that's the thing is like it, even if it's a hundred items on black friday or whatever if actually not, if not. each item is like 99 cents you're good yeah <laughs> true i mean that's true yeah <laughs> i mean well so here's here's my rationale a lot of these were like this is a 3.99 blu-ray yeah and it's like this is Cheaper than me renting it on my Xbox if I wanted to watch this. This is a movie I wanted to see, never saw it. Yeah. I might as well just buy it here and have it. You 100%. Know? It also didn't help that there was a pressure situation because by the time we got to Best yeah. Buy, like, because they open, like, what kind of stupidity is this of opening on Thanksgiving? I know. Well, like, so- what is this madness? I refuse to go on Thanksgiving and wait until, like, you know, 1230, go yeah. then. But they were closing at one, you know? And so we got there, it was like 20 minutes till they closed, and it was like, well, make a decision. So, I, I really anyway. think that tradition's on its way out. I we, hope. Retailers didn't uh, make uh, very much money on Black Friday in general. Yeah. Like, like brick and mortar stores didn't. And so I, uh, I feel like not only is it not gaining them money anymore, I feel like it's probably costing them money in terms of the um, – payroll that they have to have on staff well i was about to say things. i mean i don't know how many of them have like a holiday pay situation i know for like for example whenever we worked retail yeah like the place we worked uh at a hollister they would if they were open on thanksgiving the oh, yeah. day of thanksgiving they had to pay holiday pay but the day after was fine and so right. they would open like 1201 you know the day after or whatever and yeah. so like they could get away with no holiday so even, I, like even like i feel like valentine's day was like time and a half that's right dude i mean everything was i feel like there especially like they were <laughs> they were very generous with yeah. their holiday pay yeah they were um very generous um i don't know if they still are or not who knows anyway but the uh but like if it's costing them time and a half for like to be open from 7 p.m. until midnight on that day it's like that's right. a lot of extra cash right um i also thought the deals weren't as good this year no. yeah like there were a lot of like game deals last year so like okay i take we talked about last week on the show like the the game deals i took advantage of on xbox live that's right and that's where i those feel like great yeah those are great and i feel like you know i bought batman as a whole 
that's where the deals kind of were. And even like like you know, Dee Dee bought some clothes and stuff like that, like from a couple of places that had like insane not only not not Cyber Monday deals, but Black Friday deals. Like their Black Friday deals were better than the Cyber Monday deals ended up being. A lot of them were like a week long too. Uh, yeah. And so it's like by the time the week was over, everything was sold out that was good, yep. you know? Yep. Well that's the thing. Like it's it's turned into like where this is a week long event or a weekend long event, you know, like and retailers are just open regular hours yeah. now and then ha- just having deep, deep sales, which well, honestly makes more sense. Yeah, it makes a lot more sense. And then honestly, like the day of like on Thanksgiving doing like online shopping that feels so much better even if you're doing it from like brick and mortar stores that you can go down the road to because here's the deal you buy them on like your phone sitting there on your couch like after your you know after your nap after the the thanksgiving lunch or whatever and uh and then you can return them to the store Mm -hmm. you know it's like if you get it and you're like "Ah, i didn't want this or "Ah, it doesn't fit or whatever you can literally just drive there Later the following week and like, you know, exchange it, return it, you mm-hmm. know, whatever you need to do. And so like, I feel like doing that makes so much sense. Yeah. Um, Amazon is a little bit harder because you have to mail it back. And like, I've had, I have a thing that I'm supposed to like exchange for, like I have a book damaged while it was on its in transit. And then I haven't exchanged it yet, mm. nor have I read it yet. You get like 30 days. I know. I'm going to read it. It's, it's one of those things where it's not damaged enough for me to be like, ah, but like, yeah. So, I mean, it's just you a should, hassle. I'm, I'm just saying, saying you need to send it back. Uh, I do need to send it back, but it's okay. I'll, I'll probably keep it. It's not. It's just. It's a. It's a graphic novel. I'll probably keep it. It's okay. I'm not that. Keep it, keep I'm it not tinted? that. It, yeah, I'll keep it. It's just a little tinted. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but I will say it's a little bit more of a hassle. It's a little bit more of a. Oh, I've got to print off the label. I've got to get the box. I've got to seal it up and send it with Amazon rather than just. Oh, let me just while I'm out swing by the Best Buy and exchange it. You know, whatever. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, I took advantage of the uh, the online deals. I also bought some clothes at Target. Mm-hmm. It was thirty percent off this year rather than fifty percent off as of last year. So mm-hmm. I, there's there's another example of the deals not being as good, Chris. That's true. What have you been? Well, I guess uh, I played some more Pokemon and Moon. I didn't finish that, and I I, uh, I played some Titanfall. That's sort of, I finished the Titanfall campaign, one hundred percent done with that. I also did a pretty epic achievement, you Chris, did. and uh, where it was the you hardest achievement, it's the hardest one. Yeah, it's the hardest one in that game. Uh, that's what everyone says and stuff. And I, I did take me a really long time. It's the one where uh, there's a uh, basically a training situation where you run wall run and this stuff, and there's like a, a leaderboard on it. Um, so it's similar to. Um, what was the one in Modern Warfare 2, Call of Duty, uh, where what was it called? I forgot the training something or other. Uh, anyway, so it's basically like they're, they're the tutorial section, and you can do it and run it really fast and have a yeah, leaderboard. Yeah, it's a time trial. It. Yeah, it's like a time trial. And so uh, so I spent two nights or one night and then a half on it um, and uh, and ended up getting it. It was super fun mapped out what route I was going to do wall running wise and then figured out how am I going to uh, shoot everybody while I'm on my, while I'm on this route. What, awesome. At what point do I need to pull the trigger and, uh, and throw grenades and stuff. So it was fun. Yeah. You should, uh, well, you should post that to, uh, to the YouTube, to the YouTube. I'll see if I can do that. I'll right. see. Yeah, yeah. That'd be awesome. Then we can, we can post it for stamtargetpodcast.com. There it is. Um, but yeah, other than that, played some Pokemon moon, sun and moon. And then, uh, yeah, that's it's it, not Chris. sun and moon. Which one do you it's have? Sun. I got sun. Yes, Pokemon Sun. Oh yeah, and it was because the be- way better Pokemon in that one. The other Pokemon and the other one, the exclusive ones for Moon. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to this week, Chris? Um, I have not been up to a lot. I uh, because I was sick. I pretty much just laid in bed and watched movies and moaned. Yeah, I I watched every um, once in a while. I I watched. 
what was it called? A Perfect Murder. I haven't okay. seen that in a while. Okay, yeah. Michael Douglas and yep. uh, what's her name in it? Um, Pepper Potts. Gwyneth Paltrow. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and Viggo Mortensen in it. Yeah. Yeah. They're all super young. Dude, yeah, I was like, that was Viggo before he was before he was Aragorn, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> it's for just sure. Like... Um, and I don't even remember. Dude, like, it's just like, it's all kind of a blur. Yeah. I watched a lot of stuff. Uh, but just a fever, fever dream, the whole thing. Ba- <laughs> basically. I mean, and then I would fall asleep and actually fever dream. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the one I did get to watch, I watched uh, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Nice, dude. Probably my favorite Harry Potter movie. I love Harry Potter movies this time of year, like in between uh, Halloween and Christmas. Like mm-hmm. it's a good Harry Potter time because I think that's whenever most of the movies came out, like originally. And so, like yeah. whenever I saw the last few in theaters, that's the time of year it was. So. Also, I watched um, a couple of uh, a couple of Christmas movies. We watched uh, Holiday Inn. Nice um, with. Uh, family before they left. That's awesome. Uh, watched. We referenced that on the podcast last week. We did, and I said I was going to watch it on Thanksgiving. And I didn't do it, and I f- forgot about it, and I remembered about it, so I put it in. Regretted it. And watched it. That's right. I also watched. Uh, it's like the the Christmas Carol ripoff, like with um, Bill Bill Murray. Like mm-hmm. what is I? I don't. I can't remember what it's called. It's. I feel like I've like, seen it, but I can't. I. It's been it's, so long. It's not called. Is it called Scrooged? Maybe. Ah, uh, maybe that sounds. There is a movie called Scrooge, and it's good. I don't remember. I don't remember. If that's the one. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure it's that one. I can double check here in a second. I'll look it up. Okay. Um. But yeah, like it's uh, it's honestly. Uh, so I, there's a version of Scrooge that we always watch. It's called just regular Scrooge, and it's um uh, a uh, um musical. musical. Yeah. There yeah. you go. And. That so, is the one, Chris. Okay. It's called Scrooge. I compare everything to that. And 1990 like, or 1988, but the, the like, year you know, of my birth. There's a lot, of, a lot of movies that kind of rip off that same story, you know, like take their own take on it, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And honestly, like the only ones I really like are Scrooged mm-hmm. and A Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah, The Muppet Christmas Carol is good. So is the 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 Disney one with like uh, with Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's a fun one. Yeah. I'm okay with. It. I mean, yeah, it's fun. I mm-hmm. don't watch it every year. Right, right. I mean, it's like if it's on, I'll watch it. Mickey's, but it's uh, Mickey's Christmas it's, Carol. It's uh, it's not necessarily one that I always go out of my way to watch. You yes. know, whatever. But yes. uh, but if it, if it's on the up next on Netflix, of course, you know. No. <laughs> anyway, but the uh, but yeah, the the Muppet Christmas Carol is amazing. Yeah. Uh. So, but that one's but, also a musical. But Scrooged is like is uh is a lot of fun. Cool. It's definitely definitely worth a holiday watch. Cool. A holiday watch. I like it. Well, and it wasn't Christmas. It's true. That's true. It's Thanksgiving. It's true. And it's the holiday season. There's lots of holidays. True. Um, So, uh, yeah. Uh, Speaking of Harry Potter, though. Yes. So, I was thinking we could... I would like to rank the Harry Potter. Because I was sitting there thinking, like, Mm. okay, this is my favorite one. Mm. And it's favorite because of my favorite line in all of Harry Potter. Oh, yeah? Which is, he's back. Yes. Dude, and it's like at, at that point in the movie, you're, you've been through so much yeah. that you're just like, yeah, of course. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> We've known that for five movies now. <laughs> like if I was Harry standing there and he's like, he's back. I would just roll my eyes, slap him in the back of the head. <laughs> just slap him. <laughs> no duh, man. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, he's been through, been through too much, too much at that point to care. He's, oh, yeah, he's yeah. got the uh, got the old you know trauma, the, the PTSD at that point. Yeah. Um, 
So I thought we could we could rank them. Okay, I'm okay. down with that, Chris. So I, like, let's talk about them in order first. Okay, got, so t- chronologically. Yeah, we got uh, Sorcerer's Stone. Yep, and these are the movies. We're not ranking the books or anything. Right. Just to make it clear for everyone listening. Yeah, these are the movies. Yeah, Sorcerer's Stone, Chamber of Secrets, Prisoner of Azkaban, mm-hmm. Goblet of Fire, mm-hmm. Order of the Phoenix, mm-hmm. Half Blood Prince, mm-hmm. um, the uh, Deathly Hallows Part One and Deathly Hallows Part Two. Okay, right? Yes. Okay. Correct. So. Um, my top number okay. one is Order of the Phoenix. Okay. Mm, number two is Deathly Hallows Part One. Why is that one up there? Um, it's up there on my list too. But why is it for you? So that's the one. Like, I love the fact that that's pr- pretty much completely removed from Hogwarts. Yeah. And there's just them like out in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. There's all this crazy cool imagery. Mm-hmm. It's way more introspective, mm-hmm. and they're like like a lot of just like thinking. It's like more artsy. This is a very like kind of artsy feeling. And right. even the climax is not a huge climax. You know, like it's yeah. compared to all the other movies. And the climax is like there's usually a big battle and stuff right. like that. You know, it's like. Uh, you get to, and you get to the end of it. I I I've said this before. I like middle movies where like it doesn't really. It's not really like the open ended. It, yeah, it's open ended, but it doesn't end like with a bow on top. Like it's yeah. Because um, there are you know like you can have an open ended ending and it right be okay. It's like and you're like oh, but if it ended there, I'd be fine. Yeah, there's no, still questions it, I have. But, exactly. You know yeah. no no. If this if yeah. this ended there, it's just like what you yeah. know. Um, but I love I love that. It's just like a very kind of like. If, a natural piece, yep. I would say. Yep. Um, so that's second. Okay. Prisoner of Azkaban, third. See, that's my top one. So that's my number one, dude. Who Alfonso Cuaron directed. Yeah, and the reason for that was, like, you had the first two movies, and it's like, okay, this is a cool world, this is a, a fun thing, but they feel very... Um, like, it didn't really come into its own as, like, as a, hey, this is an adventure about these kids because the kids were super young and they didn't have like a ton of like their own personalities like mm-hmm. interest like slid in whereas like prisoner of azkaban it came out with this like it was darker it was a different look but it was mm-hmm. still had that 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 innocence and adventure um it also is one of the only movies in that series that the main plot line didn't explicitly end with like a harry versus voldemort you know it's like mm-hmm. it, that one and then uh and then what was the the the, the Goblet of Fire. The yeah. main line with that, it it's not about him and him and uh, Voldemort really. Well, we'll but talk then, about that in a second. But then at the end, it like all of a sudden switches to being about Voldemort or whatever. And uh, but like this one specifically, like it just felt kind of removed from all of that. But then it, it establishes that the the greater world and and introduces external threats that aren't Voldemort, which I really love. So. Right. Well, and, and introduces Sirius and that's right. You know, like other major players in this series further yeah. down the road. I think the number one reason, though, is because of the use of the time travel element. Mm. I just, I th- like, I remember watching that, being like, "This is, this is something I haven't seen like and done this way before." Yeah, it was um, unique, and it's unique. Cool. Like, they don't do that again. Right, right. Okay, hang on. So we got before we lose track. We did we go back. <laughs> Here's top three, Chris. Give us your top three. Again. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're going um, Order of the Phoenix, uh, Deathly Hallows Part One. Mm-hmm. Prisoner of Azkaban, mm-hmm. Deathly Hallows Part Two, um, Half Blood Prince, Sorcerer's Stone, uh, Chamber of Secrets, Goblet of Fire. 
nice at the bottom. Yeah, Goblet so, of Fire is also I, at the what bottom. What I don't of like about I don't I don't like the fact that both those storylines are separating Goblet of Fire at all. Yeah, no, it feels weird, doesn't it? Yeah, and like in the uh, and again, this is why I say like we're not ranking the books or anything, but in the books, it feels way more like natural in that way because the books are like a, are more entwined where it's like you just exist in the world and you have way more time to tell these things but in that the like in the casing of that movie it is just handled so poorly <laughs> yeah how would you rank them all um so prisoner of Azkaban is number one mm-hmm. and then i would say deathly hallows uh part part one for the same reasons that you were talking about um as well as like visually i feel like s- that one really sets itself apart from the other David Yates movies, um, directed movies, like where it's like there's they do the uh, they do the low frame rate kind of thing where it's where they're running through the woods and uh, with those like action sequences we hadn't hadn't seen those things before. I thought he did that in uh, um, Half Blood Prince. He might have done a little bit of it in Half Blood Half Blood Prince. You're right, and, and that one's the one that like it's up there on my list, but it never really like that's my favorite book. Well, you just kind of you kind of skip over it a lot. Like I in my mind, at least I skip I do over too, it. Yeah, because you go from like he's back, you know, and then like to right. the full out all uh, all on all hands on deck kind of war. But like be, but like think about the opening sequence in um, uh, Half Blood Prince. That's right. Like that's super cool. Like, and it's just the, a, it's uh, a the weird death, the Death Eaters. Right, and it's a weird open because you don't open with Harry, you know? And I remember it being weird in the book, too, because it's like, whoa, what is this? Because it even removes it even further in the book, and it opens with uh, the prime minister of Britain, Mm -hmm. which is strange. You know, it's like, whoa, this is weird, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's it's very, uh, that's a different movie. Yeah, Yeah. you're right. And and, and that one ranks up there pretty high, but I always, like you said, I always don't think of it. I don't go, oh, that's the one I want to watch. I also love in that one, the visual of like the cave, like the way that they designed that cave and yeah. everything, it's just so unique. Yeah. Um, anyway, so then, uh, pro- so number one, Prisoner of Azkaban. Number two, Deathly Hallows Part One. Number three, I would probably say is Order of the Phoenix. That mm-hmm. one also is like just because like I loved the uh, the school element of that. Like mm-hmm. the, uh, I feel like that was they were able to play around a little bit more with the interpersonal relationships, but still keep it grounded in the mainline story. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with like the interpersonal relationships going on in the movie before that with, uh, ah, Goblet of Fire, they, uh, they had basically, like you said, there's two different things. It wasn't entwined in the ongoing story. Whereas right. with, um, Order of the Phoenix, they were entwined with the ongoing story. Then I would say the next one would be, um, the Haplid Prince, and then it's number uh, the second movie. So it would be Chamber of Secrets. The second movie. So Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. What am I? What am I missing? Am I missing one? No, you're missing Goblet of Fire, and now the first one. Okay, so Sorcerer's Stone. Probably. Uh, you like Chamber of Secrets better than Sorcerer's Stone? See, I think feel like it's it's the sequel that has a the the, the exact same story or yeah. a very similar story. That's to why it. I don't so like the, it. But it's done a little bit like more with more comedy. Uh, I, I don't know. I feel know. like it's delivered a yeah, little bit. Yeah, but think about the whole world building they have to do in the first one. Oh, that's true. Well, I mean, and there's nothing like whenever I watch the first movie, there's nothing like going to Diagon Alley for the first right. time. You know, you're just like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Well, that's, so, and that's why I like that mm. one because like the second one just feels like this is just poor writing. Well, and also, like you said, it feels like the same same thing as the other one. But I do love the uh, the fact that we address a Horcrux in it without knowing that that's what it is. Right. So, like, I don't know. There's a lot of things about that second one that I love. Um, don't we in the first one too? Though no, no, nope. 
No, we introduced Voldemort basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's yeah. So like I I think that that's how I would rank them. So it'd be uh, Chamber of Secrets, um, Sorcerer's Stone, and then like with you, the bottom of the list. Goblet of Fire. Goblet of Fire. That was just, so I I remember. So I I jumped on the Harry Potter bandwagon late. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't read the books and yeah. watch the movies first. And uh, the Goblet of Fire was the first one I went to see in theaters. Yeah. And I was like, what in the world? This is the worst. Yeah. How do you go <laughs> so wrong? Like, how do you go from uh, from the Prisoner of Azkaban to that? Well, you because know? so like now I can watch it and I see how everything fits in with everything after that in the right. end. But like, okay, after, you know, just coming off of Prisoner of Azkaban <laughs> and then you watch that. And like you just you're just left with nothing but questions, no answers, yeah. And really, like not even really good questions. But I remember I had a friend who had read um, that book, and I literally had to sit there with him for like two hours, mm-hmm. just like having him tell me the story, like according to the book. And I'm like, why didn't they just do that? Yeah. Like yeah. Well, I, so much left. And out. I think that's what a lot of people who like. I think that was the first one that I left thinking. You know what? what, Like, why didn't they actually just do what was like what were the most important things in the book? Like, it seemed like they took a lot of things that weren't as important. But then again, you've only got like a certain amount of screen time, and there's a lot to that book. That's the biggest one, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. That one or uh, or Prisoner of Azkaban. I can't remember which one. No, 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 sorry, no, it's not. So that one or Deathly Hallows, right? Um, But yeah, the uh, that one is huge, and Deathly Hallows is also huge. But they split that into two movies, and. They split it in such a like a, such an interesting place too. Like I, I appreciated the fact that I'm always intrigued by whenever this one and then with what was it, um, Hunger Games, how they mm. split the last movie in that one. Like I'm always intrigued by where people decide to split movies whenever mm-hmm. they do that. Like where they decide to split the book the story. I feel like they chose the right spot. There's another spot that you could have chosen uh, in in the Deathly Hallows, but that potentially could have been like Before, oh, more that. exciting. It would have been. Um, slightly before mm. slightly before that um but yeah you could have split it there and then been fine but like they chose a, a good spot i feel like so yeah anyway that's our rankings <laughs> of the uh, the harry potter movies we're actually it's funny we're going to uh harry potter world this upcoming week with uh with with Catherine's sister and it'll be a fun time so yeah i'm excited to go there after t- seeing um Fantastic Beasts. Are they doing anything Fantastic Beasts oriented? I there? don't know. That's what I'm, in, I'm interested in. I'm also on the lookout for a Niffler stuffed animal mm. <laughs> because I would love to have a Niffler stuffed animal or a pop figure. I, like, I, I know the pop figure actually exists. Mm. And so uh, so if I see a pop figure there of the Niffler, I'll buy, probably buy it. So nice. we'll see if I come home with a Niffler. All right, Chris. <laughs> well, that was a... <laughs> I'm leaving it in. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry about that. Hit the record button, immediately cough. Um, so, Chris, No Man's Sky. Oh, yeah. Well, we're not even going to introduce this segment. We're just going <laughs> to scream the name of the game we're talking about. Um, oh, man. Well, yeah. There's a broader discussion to be had as well, but uh, but we'll dive into the specifics first. Yeah, so uh, th- this, uh, this week, Sean Murray of Hello Games tweeted out the patch notes for – the first patch notes for – no Man's Sky, after going radio silent for three months, yeah. not addressing any of the criticism of the game, not addressing fans' disappointment with the game, not addressing the lawsuit for false advertisement brought against uh, Hello Games and Sony by fans, not, address- not addressing any of that. So weird, man. But they've been secretly working on this huge... like. 
maybe they were afraid of. Oh, so here, hang on. Let's we'll take a step back. So this to- this topic, we're going to talk about. Should this have been handled differently? Well, we we've talked about No Man's Sky before, or Nomansky, as I like to call it. You know, it's like the last name of uh, Nomansky. Get over here. Anyway, um, but uh, No Man's Sky before, and see, I can't even say it normally now. Um, but, but we've talked about it before, so we should link to that episode yeah. in the uh, at well, Sandra. And I'm not about to rehash any of that. No, no, no. But like, so say they had left it where it was, and we never heard anything again. They mm. never patched it. Like, fine, whatever. That, that stands alone as a terrible game. <laughs> but <laughs> a cautionary tale. But it's yeah, a cautionary tale. But it's left there. Okay. Um, my question is knowing, so, uh, oh, sorry, some back background for our, our, uh, listeners. Um, if you don't know, like what the, uh, the patch up does is it updates the game instead of just, just space exploration. It turns it into like three games. Basically there's like, it's like base building part where it's kind of like Minecraft and kind of like the fallout fours base building stuff where you can build this huge base on this planet and that's your home base. And like you go get resources and all that kind of stuff and like build different things and like develop this society that you want. Yeah. There's also um, uh, another like like you can still do the normal like go travel and explore kind of thing. Scan things. Yeah, scan things. Um, <laughs> and then the like more challenging mode. Yeah. So I just pulled up the the patch notes. Okay, so the normal mode is the original chilled exploration experience. Creative mode allows players to explore the universe without limits and build a huge base. Survival mm. mode really changes the game, creating a more challenging endurance experience. Interesting. And so like there's all, there's all this depth to the game now. They introduced new resources, new f- like freighters, the transport things. Wow! Like all this stuff. The game released three months ago. Yeah. This is the kind of game that people like were wanting in the first place. My question to you, you and to whoever is, should they have just delayed the game till now? Since they had already delayed it like six times. <laughs> yeah. Knowing full well whenever they put out the game, it's not going to have the the things that people expected or wanted in it. Mm. Didn't have any of these features that if in a mere three months they were able to fix and yeah. add. Yeah. If it's me, I would have said, hey, we're, we've already been real big jerks about this game. <laughs> we've are, we're already way past people's expectations for when this thing should have come out. Like, not not months, but years past when yeah. we thought this should come out. Well, didn't we see it at like two E3s and then some? Yeah, and so <laughs> might as well just go ahead and say, hey, let's make this more robust. Make this a, the experience we honestly had are saying now that we wanted it to be. Yeah. Well, they even call this one like I, I think I saw something like calling saying that this one was a good foundation. It was called like the foundation right. one. So they're planning on doing more on top of this. Yeah, and I, I mean, that, that's a good question. Well, I mean, well, and the other thing is like you know, I, I, honestly, the whole doing more on top of this, like all of that's just a response to people's like. I think if people if this game had come out and people were like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, they wouldn't have done any of this. No, no, they no, wouldn't no. have touched it. Yeah, they would have moved on. Yeah, you know, and. But because they had promised so much to in the beginning and never delivered on it, people said, hey, we want more, we want more, we want more. And it's like, okay, well, let's do this. Yeah. And, you know, I know they, like, you know, went radio silent. Like, like they could have done something. Like, you know, I think Sean Murray tweeted out and said, 
we wanted didn't say anything about it because we wanted to be 100% sure mm. of what was in it before we said anything, which is unlike what they did for the base game. Right. So maybe that, I mean, I mean but that's still a, that's a, uh, the pendulum swinging the <laughs> other way into like overreaction almost. They you know? could have said, hang on, guys. We're working on something. Yeah. Going to try to get it out by the end of the year. Well, and I think about like more recently um, over the last in this generation, I'll just say like in this console generation where there is, you know, for the last like four years, it's the developers that whenever there is like a a game that underwhelms and they're planning on doing updates or if there's a game that uh, requires constant updates. Over communicating yeah. to your communities has always benefited people more. Like it, it earns goodwill. Whereas we think about like the Destiny launch, and whenever there was a lot of problems with 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 players like not wanting enough uh, or not having enough to do, or there's uh, oh I'm just grinding this out, or they change the balance of things without telling the community until right whenever they do it. There was a lot of anger. There's a lot of frustration there. And if I think about like Titanfall and the the developer respawn, they over communicated things. Whenever their game came out, and it was like oh this is not as much content as people were wanting they said okay we hear you here's more and here's what we're working on right now we're working on xyz think about rocket league which has one of the best communities out there they over communicate their patch notes they say here's what we're gonna do here's what we're trying to do and here's the today's patch yeah you know they give you a look into the future of like what we're doing on the other hand look i think delaying this game extra long like that extra three months could pro- like it would have benefited the game. It would have benefited the PR for the game one hundred percent. But I do see the fact that like at some point, Sony, the publisher, you know, has given enough, like has given as much money as they can, and so an influx of cash would necessarily be required to continue work on the same game. You think about like Titanfall specifically. Like I re- I remember you know having a discussion where it's like that one seemed like. They, they wanted it available for the launch window of the Xbox One, of the new generation. And they pushed to get it there, and it didn't have all the content, didn't have private matches, didn't have a lot of stuff in it that people just expected from a shooter. And I feel like they pushed it to the point where, like, oh, we they couldn't have probably pushed this much more. Otherwise, they would have been losing lots yeah, of money. Yeah, I mean, that's a... That's, hemorrhaging money. That's an okay example. It's not apples to apples, because no. Titanfall, like... The the expansions didn't fundamentally ex- change the gameplay experience. No, they added they added modes and things, but not like they added, didn't they didn't added add like features. two modes. Like there was a couple different like multiplayer modes, and there was like that one where uh, right. um, it was a, a, you're basically fighting. It's like a horde mode, basically. Like that right. was, and that, was, all and the that smoke came on the like a, and almost stuff. a year after it right. came out. Like that was kind of like, hey, you guys are still playing this. Thank you. Yeah. Um, they mainly added more maps. Right. Um, which is because they only launched like twelve. That was kind of a criticism right off the bat. But yeah. No Man's Sky fundamentally changes the way like you play the game. Even even yeah. in the normal like mode, it changes the way because you have all this additional stuff in there. Yeah. And well, you think about like Titanfall, they didn't add assets. You know, whereas like right. if you're talking about, hey, we're adding a freighter, and it's like, oh, okay, sweet. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Did they? They didn't do it, add any titans or anything, did they? No, they added where you could put like uh, decals, decals on yeah. your titans, but that's like a, a just a texture change. You know. And, like and so what I still don't like like Sean Murray's communication on this because I th- like the argument that while well, we wanted to be 100% sure before we said anything is stupid because there's a difference between going out to the press and making wild claims of what you're is going to be in your game mm-hmm. when just off the top of your head when you're not even working on those and then saying hey like what you just said hey we're coming out with an update we're working on this 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 yeah 
that's something you're actively working on right. versus something that you're coming up with off the top of your head that in your wildest dreams you'd love to have in your game. Right. Like there's a huge difference in those. Mm-hmm. And so like him, like that's kind of disingenuous. Like I think it's just in a way, I think it's him saying like what he, what really happened is sorry, I can't communicate well and I'm scared of you all. So yeah. we didn't say anything. I mean, and that, that's definitely like, that's definitely what's, you know, what I perceive as well. Like, because it's like, it seems like, oh, you didn't like the game. I'm just going to go radio silent and then work in the background and then, you know, do this thing. Whereas like, I don't know, like it just seems like the the game like sold well enough to where they're going to be able to work on it more. But it's like, if that was what was really going on, if you were like, oh, well, we have to put out the game in order to make money so we can continue working on the game. It's like, I don't think you're ready to put out a game. No, no, no. You well, know? Well, and, and, and again, yeah, I was, well, the comment I was going to make about that is like, you that know, seems dumb sure, too. maybe you blew through Sony's money. I think you probably did that, you know, like at least once over since then. It's so like, just suck it up. It's better to go back to Sony and say, hey, we need three yeah. months worth of money versus going to your, you know, releasing your game to your player base and everyone right. hating you for it. Yeah, and then, I mean, that's that's definitely there too because, I mean, the uh, th- they knew what was in their game whenever it launched. They knew that maybe it wasn't or exactly where they were wanting it to be. But then whenever they launched it, none of that was apparent. Like, it wasn't apparent even weeks before the game launched where they didn't go back and try to reset expectations no. and uh, and do that. But well, whereas now, they're, they don't have any expectations. Everybody just thinks, you know, yeah. thinks that nothing's going on and they release this. So it's like, it's the, the, <laughs> the exact opposite thing. It doesn't solve the problem because it still isn't communicating. Well, you know, like, rather than communicating the wrong thing, they're just not communicating. You're right. Well, so. it's, it's the exact opposite. Yeah, you're right. It's the exact opposite because it's like, okay, first they... Overpromised and severely underdelivered, <laughs> and then this they try to underdeliver by not saying anything, and then overdeliver, and it's like, yeah. th- but okay, you're past the point of getting some goodwill here. Yeah, like you haven't even apologized about the first thing. Yeah, and I think like best case scenario in this, they do another update or two. Yeah, you know, and, but it's I like mean, I really don't think that they're ever gonna get get the the player base back. You know, I don't think they're ever really gonna get, um, especially not the 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 very vocal people on the internet um, and on Twitter and everything, I don't think they're going to get them back into the fold necessarily. They're not going to get that goodwill back. So the next game that they launch, the next thing that they try to try to sell to people, because that's what, you know, developers want to do. They want to, to sell you their, their game. And so the next game that, that hello games puts out, it's not like they're going to have that goodwill going well, into that next game. Like, honestly, if they even, even, I think they could, if they change their behavior now. Hmm. So like, say, Today, moving forward, they decide to just be brutally honest about everything that's going on, yeah, and admit their mistakes when they make them, and then tell them how they how tell us how they're going to fix it moving forward, yeah. And then if you see like, hey, this is a changed company, hmm. like they have learned from their mistakes. I, as a consumer, would pre-order the next game because like if they've changed and I see like, hey, they've gained some trust back, yeah, then I'll be like, oh, I'll pre-order your next game because you're actually being on, being up front with me now, yeah. As it stands. Like none of that's true, and I yeah. don't know honestly. Like, yeah, you're right. I don't think any of the the player base is going to come back, but I don't know how many people are now going to buy this game based yeah. on this. So I don't know how long they're going to be able to 
provide updates for it True. before just completely running out of cash. True. And I think about like I used the Destiny example where it's like that game launched and it was kind of bare bones and like but but then and then they were under communicating the updates and things they were tweaking things it's like oh man why did you change this thing that we were you know playing and it almost seemed like for a while there it almost seemed like a battle against like player versus the developer where the players yeah. would would find a glitch or something and the developer would fight back by like eliminating that glitch from the game and stuff um the difference is destiny is a great game oh it is it had a know, great core and game super fun um but then like over time they destiny bungie changed the way that they were communicating with yeah. people they did they basically do the same thing that rocket league does now where they say hey here's this patch guess what the next patch is going to include yep. blah 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 and they go through the the, the list and yep. even though it's like super mundane and it's really like the minutia of the game where they even like talk about percentages of like oh we're gonna debuff the shotgun by this specific shotgun mm-hmm. by like 10 percent mm-hmm. and it's like but but on this people date. care about that. Yeah, yeah, people care about it. And then and they realize, even if you don't care about it, I look at those patch notes and I go, these are the patch notes of a developer that cares about me. Yeah. That cares about me as a player to to tell me what's going to happen. Yeah. To, to tell me where this is all going. To tell me that I, I made a good investment in their game. And so like that's what they need. That's what, the, that's what Hello Games needs. Even if for the first year of this, or for the first, you know, three, four months, if that's as much as they can keep up on the updates on this, um even if they uh, they have a lot of haters for those first you know few updates, it'll be okay uh, eventually because people will like you and me will look at it and go, oh, they understand what they did wrong, and that's what right. I also think about the comparison. We just had uh, Final Fantasy fifteen that came out, right? It was a game that was announced ten years ago uh, as Final Fantasy versus thirteen or whatever, and that game has completely changed. 100% from where it was 10 years ago to where it is now. Like, where those, the, the game 10 years ago, not even there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, they're calling it the same game because it's the same team. It's the same, you know, it's the same through line. I don't know Last Guardian. No, well, The Last Guardian's there too. But no, I'm talking about Final Fantasy, the new Final Fantasy yeah, that yeah. just came out. Um, I don't think, I think that team is switched over. So it's the same create, same project lead. Yeah, that's what I mean. That, that team is switched. It's the same, like, uh, I guess path like it's the same it's the same game it's because that other game just didn't come out and they just switched yeah. switched into this other game and I, I think about like that game where it's like it's a completely different game than whenever it was announced um, and so that situation should have been what happened here where they delay it more like you're yeah. talking they delay it more and try to get it closer to where it's at but then over that the, the next three months communicate change people's expectations because you can still get people back on board i think about the last year or so of the of this final fantasy final fantasy 15 it seems like the goodwill for this game has has grown over the last year or so where it was just kind of in the gutter whenever it was announced uh, reannounced a couple years ago yeah. um where it was reannounced and like huh, i'll believe it whenever i see it i'm not you know and and then now whenever it's co- finally coming out and we know what's in it even though it's completely different than the game you were originally promised it's still a lot of goodwill yeah they've built that back up so i think like that would have been a a, a better scenario for this game delay it try to reset expectations say hey it's still in space we're still <laughs> flying around it's still a super chill experience you're scanning things you're freightering things there's three d- modes you know and uh and go from there but like as it is i don't know man it's it it, it definitely should have been delayed i don't know if it was it would have been a possibility but i feel like it should have been delayed i mean everything's a possibility you know like you can especially whenever you have a sony supporting you the entire way and pushing it's you the point. way that they were like 
not only is it Hello Games' reputation on the line, it's Sony's reputation on the line. Yeah, and, and they share in this. Yeah, and and like whenever you go to them and say, "Hey, this isn't going to be what our players are expecting," like uh, they probably just weren't upfront with Sony either. Like, and I'm not saying like I'm sure people from Sony had like played a copy of the game, the QA testers, yeah, you know, like, but they're not out there every single day. I don't know how much they are actually monitoring like what's being said about this game. Mm-hmm. Sean Murray is like he's the one out there saying it. Yeah, and like I've heard the argument that like, well, they're a small, they're a small developer. You can't expect them to do everything perfectly. But uh, no, I don't want them to do everything perfectly. I want you to a admit your mistakes, mm-hmm. and then b my the prime example you keep bringing up is Rocket League, the small studio, man, <laughs> and they're yeah. super communicative. And, and it's and it's and, a relatively small game too. But it's yes. like I've given them just I've given them sixty bucks at or least. They made more money than No Man's Sky. I guarantee it. Oh yeah, I mean, and you think about like the the features that are in that game. There are more platforms than No Man's Sky. Whenever they say, "Hey, you know, here's the core game. This is what it is," and it's not more than what it is. They don't promise. Oh, whenever the game initially launched, they weren't like, "Oh, and by the way, we are, we're going to have hockey. We're going to have basketball. Right. We're going to have you know." Uh, a wild rumble mode. They didn't promise to do that whenever yeah. it first came out. They just said, here's our cool driving soccer game. Well, uh, like, and we, we're seeing the shift now. Like, I mean, so like the path forward is what I want to talk about. Like now from like for no man's sky, like first, I think they're on the right track with like, okay, the expansions here are free. They mm-hmm. need to find, figure out a way to monetize future ex- uh, like something, you know, in the way that rocket league does like the expansions, yeah. you get hoops for free. You get, uh, hockey for free, but then like they make their money from the micro transactions yeah. when you buy a new car or something like that. That that's the way of the future for DLC in general. I think Titanfall is going to do the same thing. Yeah. Um, EA like as a whole is talking about like that's the way forward. Like yeah. so it doesn't splinter the player base. It doesn't anything. splinter the player base, but it's like it, it's it's also just a more like you know. A lot of people won't buy like something and they will just stop playing the game. Like this keeps people in the game because they're getting mm-hmm. free content. Yeah. And then probably also buying these microtransactions if you make them appealing enough. That's what right. No Man's Sky needs to do because they're not gonna like they if they came out tomorrow with a fifteen dollar expansion, no one's buying that thing. <laughs> like they've they've yeah. completely ruined that path. Yeah, and you think about I think like the uh, the player base. I think I was I was reading something a while back. This is completely anecdotal and and completely rumor as well. So. I think I was reading something like the player, the people, active users, like you think about daily active, active u- users. Yeah, the daily active users for uh, No Man's Sky like plummeted like after oh, yeah. after like a couple of weeks. Right. And so it's just like nobody is really looking for, oh, I'm going to put another 15 bucks into this game in order no. to get a few more hours out well, of it or I, something. I, I think you know? they're on the right track with things like the the building where you like you're yeah. literally going in and farming resources yeah. and bringing them back, building your base, yeah. um, you know, giving – players who wanted more of a challenge in the first place more of a challenge like so there's different things to come back for now so they're they're trying to get the the player base back yeah and then they need to monetize on that while also keeping in some updates but then like you you gotta you gotta communicate about it like Mm -hmm. they've said the only indication that we have that that there's going to be another update is the fact that they called this the foundation update. Right. So it's like, but when are you planning on doing these quarterly? Like right. you could do them quarterly. Hey, that'd like, be a good. I mean, if I knew that every three months new content's coming out, yeah. like I'll pay more attention to it. Yeah. And you get in and you try it out and, and, you know, play for a few hours and it's like, Oh, that's always cool. That was a cool yeah. update. And then, you know, I think about communicating that and communicating that schedule and things. And it, 
Rocket League is a great example where they where they talk about, hey, here's the it's, any money that you spend purely aesthetic, like it will never oh, change yeah. the gameplay and things like that. And so like this, which honestly I like, like that to me is it's not a pay pay to play, pay to win right. situation scenario. Right, that's better anyway. Yeah, it's way better. And then you think about like what No Man's Sky could potentially do. Um, I mean, they could potentially charge for like, a, you know, oh, if you want, Ships. you know, a ship or if you want a specific Gun. color or whatever, you know, yeah. of, of something. Change um, the sky and your planet. Right. I mean, especially with the, like the base building thing, like you could come up with some yeah. really cool aesthetic things that you could use for that. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's 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 an interesting, it's a weird scenario that I don't think has happened before in gaming where there's just massive promises and then it doesn't deliver and then they continue to support it after the fact. Well, uh, you know, like I think that like this, uh, then, you know, if, if I'm looking at this strategically, like they're probably hoping that this brings players back, mm. gets them back into the, the game to explore the new areas. And then maybe like, Hey, this is actually fun. I'm going to keep doing the whole building kind of thing. Right. And then the next update, I think will probably be geared toward gaining new people to, to come in and buy it because it, it didn't sell yeah. as well as they wanted it to. Yeah, I'm sure. And well, you canceled your pre-order. I as canceled well. my yeah because of I mean there were warning signs like to, to you know like a lot of people didn't see this coming. I felt something weird happening, so I was yeah. like, I'm not gonna buy this day one. I'm gonna cancel my pre-order and just see what happens. And yeah, and it, as it, sadly. As it turns out, I was correct in my suspicions. Well, and then I remember specifically having a conversation on this podcast yeah. about how, oh, No Man's Sky, they're probably delaying it to be on VR. And then they were like, no, we're like, there was some cagey response where they're like, we would love for this to yeah, be on yeah. VR sometime in the future. Right. And maybe that is coming. I think, like, <laughs> but so, like, me, I'll, I would still be interested in this game, but I'm going to wait. Like, me, I won't buy this game until after the next update. So, like, yeah. the foundation update, sure, that's fine. But what is the next step like what is like it's the bells and whistles what's the future and so like this is basically like what should have been in the game in the first place what's yeah. what's the future of this game and right. if, if that's appealing then I'll, I'll buy it as yeah. a consumer i also think like they might i don't know when their exclusivity deal um runs out with uh playstation like mm. maybe or i'm pretty sure that it, it was a timed exclusive if it is like that, that i mean i don't know man because there might be something because Whenever the game was initially announced, they said it was a timed exclusive, right? But then it just kept going, and Sony almost treated it like a first-party game, yeah. like where they put them on the E3 stage twice. Right. And they there's a lot of things, a lot of things that were leaning towards uh, it being a, you know, seems like it was a first-party game, or they're treating it as if it was. Um, I think even like Sony, they used their QA testers for right. it, like a, you know thousands of their QA department for that and so it's just like man you know it, i don't know i don't know if it will ever come to xbox it's on steam right now but yeah well and so that but that's what i'm getting at is that like the only thing like the 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 only like reason beyond trying to just fix their reputation there is to continually adding things to this game is that hopefully you come out with a game of the year edition or ultimate edition or whatever on more platforms uh, and it's like, okay, as an Xbox fan, now this is the complete, yeah. finally complete version of mm. no man's sky and sell it to a whole new player base and recoup some money that way. Like right. I could totally and, see that happen. And those people who may or may not be in the loop on, you know, the negativity of this game, which mm -hmm. I mean, if you're, if you're in gaming almost at all, you probably know a little bit about it at least, but if you aren't into the, like don't know much about the negativity and just know that there was negativity and you yeah. buy the game. Oh, I don't know why people were so upset at this game. Yeah. It's, it's really good. You know, cause it's this, it's an, it's a bigger, fuller, the game that it was intended yeah. to be, you know? And this is a good step. Like 
I went from a game that I was like, no, I'm never going to play that. Yeah. To, um, well, well, wait and see. Yeah. And, sounds interesting. Yeah, sounds interesting. And um, that's a good step. They just need to be way more clear and yeah. like way more direct and open with their fan base than they have been. I feel like, you know, community management is a is a big thing in the gaming industry whenever you have a game that is has perpetual updates. And there are ways that you can do it right, and there are ways you can do it wrong, and I think they need to get somebody over there at Hello Games that knows how to do it right and let them just take over for that community management aspect. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, hire one person, you know, or... Like whoever's in charge of it now, just like look at the companies who are doing it right and do right. exactly what they do. Right. Emulate them. Like that's there's nothing wrong with that. No. You know, just learn from other people's mistakes rather than yours. Yeah, look at like, the most positively received communities out there and say, what are they doing differently? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a good discussion. Yeah. It's been a it's been a good podcast. It's been a really good podcast. It's been different. What are, uh, are we doing anything next week? What's let, me next look at, week? let me look at calendar. Well, it's not the uh, the Christmas special where we uh, you were talking about uh, the Christmas Carol, where we, oh. we're going to go over that Christmas Carol. Okay, off the tops of our heads. So we're not doing that. We're not doing that next okay. week. Okay, next we week. Let me see. So maybe we can review. Um, are you playing any game right now? I mean, I'm uh, <laughs> a new I, game. I just finished Titanfall. Did we, um, you review, did we review, review Titanfall? I don't know if we officially reviewed it. I gave my like preview impressions uh, of it. Well, um, let's review Titanfall. Yeah, because you have it. You, yep. you should go. I'm going to play through the campaign, dude. Uh, I'm. How long did it take you? Uh, it depends, because like I, I got every collectible in my first run through. Like I tried anyway. Yeah. I was so I was like okay, really so, going. How long did it take you? Um, I also played it on hard. I didn't play it on the ultra hard. Which I'm going hard. to do. Um, yeah, definitely play it on hard. I don't know. It didn't take me that long. It took me maybe... I'm probably going to play it on ultra hard. Maybe like, like 12, 13 hours. I don't know. I, I would have to look at my game okay. clock. That's not bad. But it's not... It really doesn't... It, it took me like maybe three nights. I'm definitely playing on ultra hard though. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it might take you a little bit longer. Um, some of the boss battles, uh, I mm. can see like... They were... They felt like they were geared towards higher difficulties where like yeah. I only had to restart like the boss battles maybe three times throughout yeah. the entire thing where I was like, man, but on ultra hard, this is going to be really difficult. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to have to go through. I, I, I play it. all the call of duty as a veteran always. So you'll probably be fine then. Um, you may not like, you may find that some of the Titan ability or the, uh, the pilot abilities yeah. will help you very little. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> because, uh, specifically the one where you like, it turns you invisible. Like you turn into a ghost. The way I would they get out of see. a lot of situations is I would just like, go, okay, well they know that I'm behind this cover and I would hit ghost and run across the room, like behind them Yeah. and uh, hide behind cover over you there. Don't think and they'll take still them work. I don't know. It depends on, uh, depends it'll on still, how smart I, they are. I think it'll still work. I don't know. It depends. Cause also like I, I did miss a couple collectibles. So I had to go back on easy and mm -hmm. play and it was like they were completely oblivious. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. So, uh, so definitely, uh, I would play it on at least hard. I think there's two levels of difficulty above where I did it. Um, and so you might, you might be uh, up for a challenge, Chris. I'm prepared for it. Do it. I want, I want to hear about it. All right. Cause I'm going to do it next. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for this week. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com, on Twitter at ChrisWright250. And JohnWright777. And at StayOnTargetPod. Please subscribe to our podcast on your podcast service of choice. Review us. Tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. Tell your mail person about us, too. As, as they're you. delivering your Amazon Christmas gifts to your door or whatever, be like, hey, check out stayontargetpodcast.com. <laughs> sure. They are in the car all day. I mean, all your, they would be tell, enjoying tell, it. Tell all, yeah, your mailman friends, your yeah. Uber driver friends, your Lyft friends, dude, and, like anyone who like and, is uh, FedEx people. Yeah, UBS. anybody in the uh, in the parcel delivery service right now who's listening, 
Thank you. We love you. We very like I very much appreciate it. Like if you didn't exist, I probably would buy no one anything. Please don't bang up any of our graphic novel packages. Uh, a lot of times I feel like that's Amazon's fault. I got one one time <laughs> where the book was bigger than the box. Ah. It's just like, man, if you're packing this box, you know this doesn't fit in there. Yeah, yeah. It was like, well, at some point you realized it and decided to say, ah, the heck with it. <laughs> And I don't care about this person. <laughs> if it takes any amount of elbow grease to get a book inside of a box, it probably doesn't belong in that box. Yeah, for real. Even if the computer told you to use that box, like, yeah. no, no. <laughs> yeah. I would say like 90% of the time, it's the Amazon packers that damage my books. <laughs> I, I believe it. Oh, man. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on Target. Target.